SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome to our number three of the morning after on a Monday right here on SportsGrid. Following Super Bowl Sunday, we break everything down from Super Bowl 56 in the opening portion of this third and final very happy hour. Sirius XM Channel 159 and all across the SportsGrid network. I'm your host, Ben Stevens. Yesterday in Los Angeles, Super Bowl 56 at SoFi Stadium. And the Rams inside their own home stadium, a Super Bowl champion. Hoisting the Lombardi Trophy the first time in the organization's history since 1999. In that season, when the Rams were in St. Louis, the first time representing L.A. since 1951. The Rams beating the Bengals yesterday 23-20 to to claim the Super Bowl 56 championship they win but they do not cover the rams as a four and a half point favorite the over under of 48 and a half stays under with a lot of the quarter totals staying under as well let's look at the quarterback comparison for yesterday because that was the main storyline or one of the main storylines entering super bowl sunday a battle of former number one overall picks in matthew stafford a seasoned veteran from georgia and Joe Burrow in only his second year from LSU. And Matthew Stafford, in his first Super Bowl appearance, in a postseason following his first playoff wins, gets his first Super Bowl ring in a good performance yesterday. 26 of 40, 283 yards, three touchdowns, and two interceptions. One of the interceptions, his fault. The other one, Ben Skoranek, dropped a pass over the middle on the first play offensively for the Rams in the second half. That was a pretty interesting moment in that game because the Bengals were down 13-10 to to end out the halftime break. They come out the first play, 75-yard bomb from Joe Burrow to T. Higgins. Maybe OPI not called, but regardless, the Bengals take a 17-3 to lead. The very next play, the Rams throw a pick. The Bengals take over inside L.A. territory, have to settle for a field goal, but a 20-13 to lead, and then the Rams rattle off the 10 final points unanswered in the game to claim Super Bowl 56. So Matthew Stafford, 283 yards, depending on when you got his passing yards prop that was mostly at 281 and a half. He hit an over and also over his passing touchdowns prop of two and a half that had plus money to that over. Stafford finishing with three. On the other side for Cincinnati, Joe Burrow under his passing yards prop of 276 and a half, finishing with just 263. 22 of 33 through the air for Joe Burrow. A passing touchdown and no interceptions under his passing attempts prop of 36 and a half, under his passing touchdowns prop of one and a half as well. Although Joe Burrow did not go over his passing yards prop yesterday, his wide receivers certainly a profitable day to the over of their receiving yards prop. T. Higgins, only four grabs, but 100 yards on the dot and two touchdowns over his receiving yards prop of 71 in a hook. Jamar Chase also over 78 and a half. He finished with 89 receiving yards on five grabs yesterday for the Cincinnati Bengals, who 
cover as a four and a half point underdog nine and three against the spread as a dog this year I know that does absolutely nothing for Cincinnati fans on this Monday morning following a Super Bowl loss on the other side for the Rams we have to focus on Cooper Cup but first a welcome to our sports grid radio audience here Sirius XM channel 159 all of our terrestrial radio affiliates as well a third and final very happy hour recapping the final football game of the year so I say very happy hour and it always is in our third hour on the morning after but rather somber this morning because football has come to an end but a great ending to the year some late game drama in a game winning drive that was 15 plays 79 yards capped off by a one yard touchdown pass off the right arm of Matthew Stafford into the welcomed arms of Cooper Cup his second touchdown of the game the Rams win 23 to 20 in Super Bowl 56 Cooper Cup a huge game yesterday as has been the case all year long triple crown cup who led the NFL in receptions, receiving yards, receiving touchdowns all year long. In 21 games, he had more than 2,400 receiving yards in total. He had 33 total grabs in the postseason, the most in a single playoff run in NFL history. And yesterday, a stat line that earned him Super Bowl 56's MVP. Eight grabs, 92 yards, two touchdowns on 10 targets for the man we have coined Cooper and cashing a plus 550 Super Bowl MVP ticket. The value was there on Cooper all week long. It opened with a plus 700 price for Cooper Cup to win Super Bowl 56's MVP. It closed at plus 550 and the value still stood the test of time. Four of the last five Super Bowl MVP winners entering yesterday played quarterback. Nine of the last 12 a QB but when Cooper Cup had the record-breaking season he did the narrative match for him to be the Super Bowl MVP 92 receiving yards and two touchdowns coming up coming up incredibly clutch there down the stretch in that game winning drive five grabs for Cooper that led the way for LA to break the to come back and win 23 to 20 so the Rams Super Bowl 56 champions inside their own home stadium a final score of 23 to 20 we look forward to the rest of the NFL offseason we do that next here on the morning after on this Monday following Super Bowl Sunday right here on the grid stay with us on TMA and all across the sports grid network SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. It is now officially the NFL offseason. Sadly, but we look forward here on the morning after on the Monday following Super Bowl Sunday. Sirius XM Channel 159, the home for Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM and all across the Sports Grid Network. I am Ben Stevens. The next big event that we have in the National Football League on the horizon in late April out in Las Vegas the 2022 NFL Draft. An NFL Draft combine before that and plenty of speculation during draft season. One of the best seasons in the NFL. Tons of smoke screens and rumors and reports of 
who's going to go here and who might trade this pick to where and it's a very fun time where everything is evaluated hand size work ethic did they play another sport do they love football all of these great discussions that are honestly pretty funny but we will find you the value here on tma that is my charge we look through the weird reports and we find you value here on tma because as we approach the nfl draft in late april so many markets on the fanduel sportsbook are going to open up not just who's going to be selected number one overall or number two overall or number three or the first quarterback selected we'll have individual players with a draft over under where their position is in the draft over under eight and a half for where he might be selected so many markets in so many areas for profitability even in the offseason in the NFL. So let's look at the markets we have available for the NFL draft right now on the FanDuel Sportsbook. Two up there. We're going to start with the number one overall pick, and then we'll look later on, hopefully, at the first quarterback selected as well. The number one overall pick to go to the Jacksonville Jaguars for this upcoming 2022 NFL draft. The favorite on the board right now in plus money at plus 150, Aiden Hutchinson, the edge rusher, out of Michigan, a dollar behind him, Evan Neal at plus 250. Kayvon Thibodeau, another edge rusher out of Oregon at plus 500. Akeem Aquanu out of NC State, an offensive tackle, plus 800. Charles Cross, and then the first quarterback on the board, Malik Willis at 40 to 1, alongside Kenny Pickett at 40 to 1 as well. Charles Cross at 30 to 1. So let's discuss what we have here in this market and how we can try to use the word of the week last week during Super Bowl week for what we see now. And that word, of course, is correlate. So the Jacksonville Jaguars are selecting number one overall for the second straight year. Only the fifth time in NFL history an organization has selected number one overall in back-to-back seasons. That's not the coolest stat in the world because that means you stunk for two straight years. But last year, the Jacksonville Jaguars selecting Trevor Lawrence, number one overall. So quarterback is already taken care of. They also added Travis Etienne at the end of that first round as well. The running back out of Clemson. So you might think offensively from a skill position perspective, the Jags are pretty set. So would they want to then protect their biggest assets? And as you see, the top five draft order will dive into that correlated market in a moment. But would the Jags want to select their or protect their biggest overall asset in Trevor Lawrence. Maybe you go to an offensive tackle like Evan Neal, the freak of nature, to protect the blind side of Trevor Lawrence, the offensive tackle out of Alabama at plus 250. Or do you improve the defense on the other side with Aiden Hutchinson at plus 150 or even Kayvon Thibodeau out of Oregon at plus 500? Now, the very interesting thing about those three prices right there, this market has moved tremendously. And you probably haven't paid as much attention to this market because you've been focused on the actual football games and for good reason during this postseason. But as we entered week 18 of the regular season in the NFL, that finale weekend, Aiden Hutchinson was the favorite at minus 110. Kayvon Thibodeau only 20 cents behind at plus 110. Tons of market movement against Thibodeau, who was an absolute freak, but there's already been some draft speculation about does he love football? Does he have the right mentality? I don't know if I buy that whole speculation right now. Kayvon Thibodeau still seems to be a very, very talented edge rusher out of Oregon, but the odds indicating that at number one, the Jags looking more to Aiden Hutchinson 
than Thibodeau as it pertains to an edge rusher. And Aiden Hutchinson saw his odds get as high as plus 170, now back down by 20 cents to plus 150. Evan Neal has skyrocketed up this board. About two and a half, three weeks ago, plus 600, now plus 250 with the second best price on the board. And that all needs to be correlated to the draft order. Number one overall, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Picking number two, the Detroit Lions. Might they look to a quarterback or are they set with Jared Goff at least for the time being? And as Donnie Wrightside brought up earlier on in the opening hour of TMA on this Monday, could either of those two teams, if they are set on where they are and they don't see great value with Aiden Hutchinson or Evan Neal or Kayvon Thibodeau, could the Jags or the Lions trade back down it'll be interesting to see what the market is because normally trades happen to go get yourself a quarterback look at those five teams right there the Jags they have their quarterback of the future in Trevor Lawrence the Lions may be looking for a quarterback but does anybody in this QB draft class relatively weak stand out to Dan Campbell and the Lions the Texans seemingly have their quarterback at least for right now with Davis Mills who they selected in the third round last year and developed greatly under Pep Hamilton and although David Culley no longer the head coach that's now Lovey Smith in Houston Pep Hamilton remaining the offensive coordinator a great QB developer and has worked hand in hand with Davis Mills I don't think the Texans select a quarterback now, the Jets, of course, number two overall last year, got Zach Wilson, and the Giants have expressed they are going to give Daniel Jones another shot at number five. So as you go down that draft order, really the first spot that might make sense is the Atlanta Falcons at number eight. But again, that's a quarterback for the future. Are they willing to get rid of Matt Ryan at this point, and does anybody stand out to them? And then number nine, the Denver Broncos certainly have an offer there but are they going to look for a quarterback in the draft or are they going to look for a quarterback in free agency or a trade market <coughs> cough cough Aaron Rodgers that's why Denver right now is 22 to 1 with relatively short odds to win next year's Super Bowl so that's the draft order and that's how you correlate it to the draft market at least for number one overall at the moment it would seem that the top five don't really have a quarterback need more edge rushers defensive players maybe an offensive tackle or two and that's why you see Evan Neal at plus 250 and Akeem at plus 800 out of NC State so as we dive down this board there's another option up on the FanDuel Sportsbook that came out just relatively recently to be the number one quarterback selected the first QB drafted and the favorite in that market Kenny Pickett out of Pitt, a Heisman finalist at plus 175. Malik Willis right behind him, only 25 cents at plus 200. Sam Howell plus 400. Matt Corral plus 500. Sam Howell playing for UNC, a rather disappointing 2021 college football season. Matt Corral playing for Ole Miss, put up some stats, but banged up toward the end for the running Rebs. Desmond Ritter, out of Cincinnati, 20-1, to 1, Carson Strong, a name to keep an eye on. I think Carson Strong, out of Nevada, excuse me, at 15-1, to 1, has an opportunity to be a quarterback that is very much talked about leading into this draft, and there's always one QB that grabs some steam, so I would not be surprised to see Carson Strong's odds to be the number one quarterback selected grow shorter and shorter over the next coming months or where his draft position over under might be by the time that market becomes available and then again as you look at the top five draft order it makes sense where their odds are then to win next year's 
Super Bowl. The Texans, who draft number one overall, the lo- or number three overall, rather, the longest odds to win next year's Super Bowl at 180 to one. The Jets draft fourth. They have the second longest odds, 150 to one. The Jets, two picks in the top 10. The Jags, who draft number one overall, 120 to one, was the same price on Jacksonville entering the 2021. NFL regular season I'm just saying it was the same price the Cincinnati Bengals had to win the Super Bowl entering this year as well with a second year quarterback just saying I don't believe the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to make next year's Super Bowl but a price to pay attention to down the board as well we look at some NBA action on this Monday night a nice evening slate next year on the morning after SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You want basketball? Now that football has come to a close, well, you've come to the right spot here on the morning after on a Monday in Sirius XM Channel 159. All across the Sports Grid Network, I am Ben Stevens. A Monday night slate to help you with your withdrawals from football because a Monday night slate around the association tonight with tons of storylines and intrigue and also just some good action on the hardwood this is going to be the focus moving forward we'll talk nfl at all times nfl remains king it's a 365 a a day a year whatever it might be news cycle now we look around the association and let's start not far away from us here in midtown manhattan in the other borough out in brooklyn where things have not been great right now for the nets an 11 game losing skid and no longer the favorites to win the eastern conference no longer the favorites to win the nba title in fact the milwaukee bucks are now the favorites to win the east for the first time this year but tonight in brooklyn it'll be a new look for the brooklyn nets seth curry andre drummond traded as a part of that blockbuster harden and simmons deal they will play tonight in brooklyn lamarcus aldridge is healthy nick claxton a burrito guy at chipotle is healthy for tonight's action against the Sacramento Kings and Brooklyn has lost 11 games straight they have been an underdog in nine of those 11 they are a home underdog again this evening against the Sacramento Kings that's an indication of where Brooklyn is at this moment getting two and a half points on this line right now on the FanDuel Sportsbook however it has worked down by a hook from a number I saw just mere moments ago Three was the number in favor of Sacramento. Now it's just at two and a half. Might the plus 118 sprinkle on the Nets be something to interest you this evening? I believe it is because 11 game losing skid at a certain point, even against competition like the Kings, something has to give. You have to just win a basketball game. So a short spread plus 118. I think that might be some value on the Nets tonight, who have not been great against the spread at home. In fact, one of the worst cover percentages in the NBA as a home team this year, 6-20 and ATS. So you could take the 2.5 points or just look for the Nets to win straight up. Meanwhile, the Sacramento Kings also made some noise ahead of the NBA trade deadline, acquiring DeMontis Sabonis, among others, from Indiana. They sent out Tyrese Halliburton. It was a little bit of a head scratcher for the Kings, but since getting Sabonis, 
it has reaped some rewards. The Kings, a perfect 2-0 straight up with Sabonis in Sacramento. And DeMontis Sabonis, as he has all year, continues to record double-doubles, now playing in a Kings jersey. Plus money on performance double-doubles in both games. Plus 130 for DeMontis Sabonis to record a double-double and the Kings to get a win tonight. This note coming from our very talented intern here, Andrew Bacigalupo. DeMontis Sabonis has had a double-double in 36 of 49 games this season. It's why he's minus 290 to record a double-double tonight for the Sacramento Kings against the Brooklyn Nets. I think, and what I need to start doing now as we turn our attention from football into the NBA, into the prop market a little bit more, and that's where I'm looking for a player point prop tonight on maybe De'Aaron Fox. That might come up later in the show as we try to find you some value throughout the NBA. Elsewhere on the NBA slate, the Chicago Bulls, a game back of the Miami Heat for the top spot in the Eastern Conference. Zach Levine of the Bulls has been dealing with an ailing uh, knee right now. He's looking to get back and healthier. The Bulls, a three-and-a-half-point favorite tonight against the San Antonio Spurs. Another note coming from our very talented intern, Andrew Bocci-Galupo, who we call Bocci on this show. DeMar DeRozan, five straight games with 35 or more points. That has not been done since one Michael Jordan during his time with the Bulls. Nikola Vucevic, a double-double in seven of the last 10 games. Chicago has won three straight. They are 33-24 and 24 against the spread. As I mentioned, Zach Levine dealing with that knee injury. The team 5-5 five and five without him so far, but 19-10 and 10 inside the United Center against the number so far this year. All-star DeJounte Murray, 11 straight games with nine or more assists, 6-12 and 12 ATS on the road for San Antonio, getting three and a half points tonight in Chicago against the Bulls. Also, the Warriors and the Clippers out in L.A. tonight. The Clippers, a six-point home underdog against the Dubs. A man that knows a thing or two about being out in Los Angeles, who was out in the City of Angels with us all week long. Out there in L.A., it is our sportsbook conciliary. Dave Sherpan now joining the show here on a Monday morning on TMA. Dave, how are you doing, Pac? Nighttime in Pittsburgh, but also out in the desert in Las Vegas as well. I'm recovering, Benjamin. This is a long week. Um, it's a lo- it was a long day yesterday, and uh, you know, as habit is, I wake up and I look and go, "How in the hell are the Sacramento Kings favored at Brooklyn today? What is going on? I just can't help myself. I just it's just another day. It rolls right into it, and I go right to the future odds and go." Brooklyn is still six to one to win the NBA title. I mean, yeah, we got a lot of things to do. And listen, you got to start asking Bocce his plays every day and putting them in a group text. I think we're. I mean, there's a lot of things that a lot of guys do. Um, Bocce's on the list. I like what he's doing. I really like that. I mean, Bocce breaking it down here with some wonderful notes for me as I get out of football season and turn even more of my handicapping attention to the NBA. DeJounte Murray, 11 straight with nine or more assists. We go look at the assist prop market for that game tonight because the edges can certainly be softer. And Dave, when we started working together, it was last year around this time 
on in-game live alongside the spitting statistician dane martinez and that's what we did every night we would look at player props in the nba when we didn't have any football to break down in handicap so certainly an area we look back to as football has come to a close but dave before we dive in to the nba let's look back on yesterday super yep. bowl 56 out in los angeles we were there all week long, breaking down the game. How the line really hadn't moved. It finally did yesterday from four in favor of L.A. to four and a half in favor of the Rams. The total stood tall at 48 and a hook. That's where it ended as the closing number. And the total goes under. Dave, we were talking about trends heading into the Super Bowl. And we said the last 12 Super Bowls entering this one out in Los Angeles, the team to hoist the Lombardi Trophy had also covered a number five favorites seven underdogs the rams ending that streak yesterday the first team now in the last 13 super bowls to win but not cover a number what stood out to you most about super bowl 56 oh man there were so many things it really was uh one the the halftime show was tremendous i i i don't tremendous. know if it i mean really it was just tremendous that was great i have never seen a sports book i was in the book I mean, people were up dancing. They, they, they weren't worried about getting the halftime bets, and they were just dancing and enjoying the show. Um, obviously, the defense of the Rams and the number of sacks. Yeah. I mean, the sacks number. I don't know where to go with the sacks number uh, in situations like this. I thought five and a half was one of the highest I had ever seen, and it was not even a question that they got the sacks. Right. So, um and then the last drive is the last drive. We're going to remember that. But, I mean, the Bengals and, and Joe Burrow, very formidable opponent. Uh, I don't think there's anything right. to take away other than the Bengals are really going to be around for a while. Um, really cool to see the Rams win and not cover. Uh, the books got the sweet spot. The Rams 1-4 to four was an absolute perfect money, uh, exactly what they needed. And the total staying under, a lot of the props staying under. I mean, Beckham not getting there with the knee injury. So many things that we could think about. And, I mean, we had fun in L.A. talking about it all week um, and, you know, hearing different perspectives and different things. Uh, the game lived up to the billing. I mean, other than the flags, of course, the flags. There's no flags, no flags, no flags. And then there's crucial right. flags. That's. I hope that's not the takeaway for a lot of people. No, I think that game-winning drive will certainly stand out. 15 plays, 79 yards, ending with a touchdown under two minutes for Matthew Stafford to the Super Bowl MVP, the man we call Cooper. 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 Uh, right you the dumped him in L.A. And this this may yep. stick, Ben. This this may actually. I think stick. so. Oh man. We didn't get to talk oh, to him, Dave. If he would have been drive. around. I would have told him, I would have been like, Cooper, listen, I call you Cooper. I don't know if you like that or not, but that will be <laughs> certainly what I call you. And Dave, we talked about the value in the MVP market on Cooper Cup, yep. despite MVPs in years past being almost exclusively a quarterback club. But at plus 550, there was certainly value on Cup yesterday, capping off a record-breaking year with another historic Super Bowl performance. Well, it was funny because I was in the book and – when Stafford threw the second pick, I said to the guy, I'm like, Cooper's live, boys. I said, Cooper is live if he catches the touchdown. Yeah. And 
I was thinking of you. I almost sent you a text, but I know you're running around, and I know you had the Bud Light kind of cornered on the market yesterday. You were playing zone defense, <laughs> yeah, and you had them on lockdown. So I don't want to bother you. But between that and, um, you know, Donald, I thought Donald was live too, right, at the end. Certainly. That second pick opened up the, the MVP for everyone else. Certainly. Aaron Donald, 14-1 to win Super Bowl 56's MVP. That Ooh. number came screeching down all week, and he had a wonderful performance. Two sacks was minus 192 to record at least one, and then obviously caused some havoc on that final offensive play for the Bengals as well, getting Joe Burrow in his grasp. Joe couldn't really have a clean pass out there to Samaj P. Ryan. Plenty more with our Sportsbook Conciliary up next here on the morning after. It's like we're out in Los Angeles. Stay with us on The Grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Back right here on the morning after, following Super Bowl Sunday and Monday on Sports Grid and Valentine's Day, Sirius XM, Channel 159, and all across the Sports Grid network. I am Ben Stevens, alongside my sweetheart, Dave Sherapan, our sportsbook <laughs> conciliary, looking back at Super Bowl 56 and all that happened yesterday out in the City of Angels. Dave and I were live out in L.A. all last week, right here on the Spiz Grizz, getting you set for Super Bowl Sunday. And Dave, one of the areas I think we had a lot of fun in were trying to present all the options to attack a Super Bowl. Not just game spread and game total or even some of the player prompts, but the over 700 opportunities to find some value and maybe even some plus money on the FanDuel Sportsbook. If you remember, Dave Sherapan, one of our final conversations focused on the eventual Super Bowl 56 MVP, the man we call Cooper, Cooper Cup and his player performance double of having at least eight receptions in the Rams to win at plus 130. That hit yesterday, and it was one of your favorite markets as we approached all the different avenues for Super Bowl 56. Yeah, I remember when Shane's put that graphic up, and I was like, oh, yeah, this is this is the one. Um, he, it's, And then when Beckham got hurt, I was actually like, okay, they have to double him or they have to triple him. This one may be tough to get to. And yeah. he still got there. So, uh, you know, there's there's certain times you see certain things in the book where you just like, man, that one's going to be tough to lose. Or like, you you know, I used to, when I was writing the tickets, I would be something would come out and I'd be like, I don't know, how's that one lose? You know, you, you just see it. We saw it. Um, we, we had a lot of those gems. There was a... That was one of many that I think, you know, we had talked about three consecutive scores. Yes, I love the shortest touchdown under one and a half yards, you know, and and we got there with that last touchdown. So it's fun when you hit all those. It's just now we turn the page to all this college basketball and the NBA stretch that we're on with favorites. While we were out in L.A., I don't think a dog won a basketball game in the NBA. Like, I mean, they covered a couple, but they didn't win any. 
and 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 we're mm. in that stretch now leading up to the NBA All-Star break where we got to find these the, these things you know, like Bocce and guys like that that are looking at this and can kind of help us yeah. uh, navigate these player performance doubles. Yeah, and we'll dive into some of those NBA props and the NBA action we have on this Monday and how we start to evaluate that market. But Dave, you mentioned some of those strong props that are really only available for a Super Bowl and some of the trends we have now seen hit in a big way the last couple of years. Under one and a half yards for the shortest touchdown in three straight and in six of the last seven Super Bowls. The team to win the coin toss has now lost the actual big game itself eight straight years. So from a handicapping perspective, obviously we have a lot of time to set the lines for Super Bowl 57. But Dave, how much is that taken into account in the risk room moving forward? Oh, it's crazy. Uh, Ben, there's some books that will put up Super Bowl props for next year's Super Bowl next week. A lot of the the ones heads or tails and stuff, like we used to do it the last year. We were, I was like, guys, that it's not even the body's not cold yet. What are you doing? It's let can we just let it breathe for a month and focus on the basketball and the hockey? Please, I'm getting ready for baseball season, but it goes into, I mean, they're not formulaic, let's say, but they are. I mean, you know, the price is this. At least this is where it starts, no matter what the matchup is for a lot of these props. So, you you know, you have your base, you you start from there, and then obviously the ones with the matchups, as as it's determined, those will change a little bit. You you know, you kind of, we used to use the term massage the numbers a bit, where, you know, you shade it up, you shade it down and go from there. But I don't know what you do with the Cooper. I mean, seriously, I, I, I don't know what you do with him. With, with these props, um, it takes something very special to um, come up with numbers that at least draw some two-way action because right. you put the number what it is, eight and a half receptions. <laughs> he needs eight receptions at the Rams win. We see plus 130, and we go, boy, that's really good. That's yeah. a lot of receptions. No problem. <laughs> Okay. 105 and a half for his receiving yards prop does stay under, but Cooper Cup, yes. who was minus 160 to find the end zone, finds it twice. I remember Mike Blewett on Friday had a prop for no player to score two touchdowns. It was plus 190. Well, both T. Higgins and Cooper Cup ruined that for our dear pal Mike Blewett, but I think he correctly predicted the final score. Rams winning 23 oh. to 20, so I think Mike Blewett is just fine. Dave, one of the ones we talked one, about... Ben. It yeah, was 100 to 1 he hit that thing. Dave, next time, we, we, we're not out Mike, in Los Angeles you know. together. Yeah, but you come you come out east. Mike Blewett, big fan of Wednesday beers. He's taking us out with all the money Let's he cashed go. in on yesterday for Super Bowl 56. Dave, one of the things we discussed based on game flow and what we had seen throughout this postseason was for the game to be decided by exactly three points. The final five games of the year now between the Bengals and the Rams, the last two for each team, and then, of course, Super Bowl 56, all decided by three points. It's pretty spectacular when you look at the track record, and that was plus 490 yesterday. So trends are strong. This postseason was incredible and capped off by Super Bowl 56. A little bit boring maybe for a majority of that second half, but the ending was certainly fantastic. That 15 yards, 79 
uh, 15-play, 79-yard drive that led the Rams to a Super Bowl victory, beating the Bengals 23-20. But, Dave, although football has come to a close for this year, we can already look forward to next year. And the Super Bowl odds are out on the FanDuel Sportsbook mm -hmm. for Super Bowl 57 played in the calendar year 2023. The Chiefs, the Bills, the co-favorites at plus 700. The Rams to repeat 12-1 to 1 alongside the Dallas Cowboys tied for the third best odds. And then you see the Green Bay Packers in that fifth spot at 13-1. to 1. Dave, take a peek at that board right now. Where do you think, if any, value is for next year's Super Bowl? Well, I mean, Chiefs and the Bills are the best teams in the AFC going in, and you're getting them each at 7-1. to one. Those prices, obviously, um, bringing everybody back, I think, yep. leads. All we want to do is at least get to the AFC divisional round. And those two teams, I think we can punch both of their tickets, let's say, um, to yep. that round. And, I mean, I we can't get another game like we got with those two, but at least if we get that matchup and have both of those, there it is. The the NFC, man, I I don't know. Like I right. really don't know. It's 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 Rams, Cowboys, Packers, Niners on the graphic. Okay, um, does Aaron Rodgers come <laughs> back? Uh, if Aaron Rodgers comes back, it's the Packers. If he doesn't come back to Green Bay. It's then one of those other teams at the bottom of the list on the right, the column on the right, with the Broncos or the Titans. Because if he goes to the Titans, I was talking about it with some other odds makers yesterday, they go to the co-favorite with the Chiefs and the Bills. If he goes wow. to the Broncos, the price comes down, but it doesn't go to the level of the Chiefs and the Bills. So it probably goes... We were We had this exact discussion yesterday because they're like, hey, did anybody out in L.A. tell you where Rodgers was going? <laughs> you know, because they wanted to adjust the numbers. And I'm like, well, no, I mean, I, I, I talked to all the McAfee guys. I actually asked A.J. himself. I said, And he goes, oh, he said he's going to come back to Green Bay. So that's what their story is, and they're sticking to it. But those numbers, yeah. I think, are um, they're really fun to put up right away. And you right. get a couple bets on them. But, like, somebody bet the Jets to win the Super Bowl yesterday. Like, people yeah, come sure. in Super Bowl week and they bet their teams regardless of the reality of it. If somebody bet the Giants yesterday, like, seriously, is that a good bet? No matter what the – it could say 200 to 1, 500 to 1. It's not a good bet, Ben. No, it's not. But – Maybe there was a thought, Dave, that after the Bengals reached the Super Bowl with a 120 to 1 ticket last preseason, yeah. maybe that can happen once again the second year of Zach Wilson. I don't think that is going to be the case. We didn't, honestly, Dave, see all that much movement in the future Super Bowl market based on the results of yesterday. The Rams were 12 to 1 entering. That's where they remain. The Bengals actually had $2 of movement against them from 19 to 1 to 21 to 1 for next year's yeah. Super Bowl championship. It will be fascinating looking at the Packers, the Niners, 
and the Broncos, I think, Dave, with where their odds are right now. Quarterback uncertainty for all of those teams, and they could work in tandem with each other because where does Jimmy G go? Is Trey Lance the guy that makes the Niners 15-1 to if Aaron Rodgers is back? Is that a 10-1 to price when it's confirmed he comes back to Green Bay if that's what happens? That's why... I look at the Rams at 12-1, to and they are the reigning Super Bowl champions, and it's hard to get back to any Super Bowl stage. But the path sets up well because the Cowboys, although they're public and it makes sense, I guess, they've won three playoff games in the last 25 years. So that's not good money either, in my opinion. No. All right, Dave, no. let's quickly flip it over to the NBA. Only about two minutes left in this segment. You said it's now time for us to dive into the player props and to look at the association and all involved there. How quickly does the book start to fully dive in to their setting of the odds after football is done? Oh, they've been doing it all along. I was one of the guys that, like, I had to, I couldn't enjoy Super Bowl week like a lot of the guys because I was the NBA guy. So I was yeah. already doing it. Now I'm like, Oh, you guys, welcome. Hey, how you doing? And they're like, oh, well, Brooklyn's a good team, right? Like, no, they're on 11-game losing streak, people. What are you doing? Oh, well, I was doing the props. I was doing this. You know, it was a lot of fun yeah. back and forth. But um, this obviously takes over the handle now, right? So the NBA right. becomes king the rest of the season. Um, it's just it's, – it's the more popular of – you know, the professional leagues. Hockey's drawing more action every day, more and more, because of the way the game's played. And the, there's way less scoring, and there's obviously less official influence. So people like to bet hockey. But, no, the NBA becomes the focus. Don't forget Big Ten basketball. Big 12 I mean, basketball. come on now. I mean, come on. Come on Big now. East basketball. It's, I mean, it, it's, it, it's, it's all that time right now. College basketball. Um February, we we ramp up, getting close to March and, and all the conference tournaments. Um, but Mondays especially is for, you know, Big Ten, Big 12 basketball usually night and, and some Big East games. But it's that time, man. It's, the, it, it, it's, it's hoop time. Oh, it certainly is. I mean, when you think about where it stands in both the NBA and college basketball, there's only like five or six games left in the regular season for college hoops around the country. Yeah. And then, of course, next month is March. The NBA has played 55 games in most spots out of an 82-game regular season. And the All-Star break Vegas is fast. For the madness? For man? what? Are you coming? For the, for for the madness, madness? No. I have to be out in Scottsdale for a bachelor party. I got a lot of things happening in this time. But we'll link up again soon, Dave Sherapan, live and in person, Very because cool. it was fun last week out in L.A. Our sportsbook conciliary, Dave Sherapan. Nighttime in Pittsburgh, always, though. We round out a Monday edition of TMA next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Our three hours together here on a Monday on the morning after on Sports Grid about to come to a close. It's Valentine's Day. My one true love football has now left me. But I also love 
sports in general. And on this Monday night, a great slate in the NBA. So before we end our time here on Sirius XM Channel 159 and all across the Sports Grid Network, we give you a best bet for the day. I mentioned it earlier. Now that football's over, it's time to dive back into the NBA, even further handicapping than we have done all year long. That means not just game spreads, money lines, and totals, but the prop market. So we dive into the prop market. Before we say farewell, before we say goodbye on this Valentine's Day, it is time for an NBA best bet. It is time for Bye Bye Bye. The Nets have lost 11 straight games. They are home tonight in Brooklyn as a two and a half point, three point underdog against the Sacramento Kings. The Nets, a home underdog against the Kings? That makes no sense. Maybe worth a money line sprinkle because a skid has to come to an end at some point. But that's not my focus for this bet. My focus is in the prop market on a player for the road team tonight in the Kings. De'Aaron Fox, a very, very talented guard for Sacramento. His points prop tonight is 22 and a half. The over has slightly more juice, but this number of 22 and a half, I think is a good number for De'Aaron Fox. Over in four straight over in six of his last seven, averaging somewhere in the ballpark of 26.7 points per game in that seven-game span, going over this number in six of them. So De'Aaron Fox in the prop market becoming a renewed focus for us here on the morning after. Props in the NBA. Let's start to handicap him a little bit deeper. De'Aaron Fox over 22.5 tonight against the Brooklyn Nets. The morning after each and every weekday right here on the Spiz Grizz. It starts at 9 a.m. Eastern each and every weekday. I'm Ben Stevens. We'll talk to you tomorrow.